When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally, your host. And, you know, earlier this week, I, I laid out the, the way that the Steelers could win uh, and be successful in 2022 uh, as we get ready to start training camp here uh, next Tuesday, the players report. And of course the Steelers will have their first practice on Wednesday. Saturday will be the first padded practice of this camp. Uh, so things starting to happen uh, fast and furious here uh, as the Steelers uh, head to training camp. Um, but I, I laid out how the team could be better uh, than a lot of people seem to think that it will be. And one of those, uh, you know, one of the big th- reasons with that is I think this roster is better than it was a year ago. I think they have more depth. I think, you know, the young players on the roster are improving and getting better. Uh, and as I mentioned in my article earlier in the week, you know, I, I think when you look at the Steelers, uh, everybody's saying, well, how, you know, what's, what's it going to be like without Ben Roethlisberger? We don't have to go back that far to look at what the Steelers were like without Ben Roethlisberger because they did it in just a couple of years ago in 2019. They were without Ben Roethlisberger that season. And they went eight and six without Ben Roethlisberger. Now, certainly the schedule, different, more difficult, more challenging, and that's going to be a lot of, a lot of years. But the Steelers have a way of... of kind of maneuvering those rough waters like that. There's a reason why this team hasn't had a losing season since 2003. There's a reason why in my 29 years covering the team, this will be the 29th season. They've had three losing seasons in that time period. 1998, 1999, and 2003. Certainly that was a rough patch. And if you look at those 98-99 seasons, they were transitional seasons. They were trans transitioning from what they were in the early days under Bill Cowher to a team that was starting to build the foundation of a team that would go on and win a couple of Super Bowls and, and, and appear in another one. When you look at, you know, what the, the 98, the 99, the 2000, 2001 drafts brought this team, um, they were able to rebuild this thing kind of quickly. You know, in 90, 98, uh, you know, you're going six and 10, 98, 99, bottoming out. Two years later, 
In 2001, they were 13-3. and Went to the AFC Championship with Cordell Stewart at quarterback because they drafted well. So, uh, you know, I think that there is some hope here for this team this season. I know a lot of people look at this, well, it's not, it's not going to be the same without Ben Roethlisberger. And that's absolutely 100% true. It's not going to be the same as it was with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that's where some of the, I don't, I, I, I don't, you don't want to throw dirt on the grave of Ben Roethlisberger for all that he meant to this franchise for so many years. And certainly what he did last year, six fourth quarter comebacks, second come from behind, seven come from behind wins. Both of those led the league. But I feel like if you look at that 2019 season, when you had both Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges make their first career NFL starts, Mitch Trubisky is going to be better than that. He's going to be a better quarterback in 2022 than either Rudolph or Hodges were in 2019. And at one point, the Steelers were eight and three with those two guys starting games. Think about that for a second. Eight and three with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges starting at quarterback. And they did that by coaching things up, taking advantage of of, uh, their strengths and trying to minimize their weaknesses. And sometimes that means doing whatever it is specifically that you need to do to beat an opponent in a given week. Sometimes that gets lost with coaching a little bit in the NFL. Well, we just do what we do and make the other team stop it. Well, that's great if you've got Antonio Brown on one side and, and Juju Smith-Schuster in his prime on the other and Heath Miller in the slot and you know a tight end and and a great running back in Le'Veon Bell. Okay, we're just going to do what we do and force you to stop it. But in that 2019 season, we saw them do things like run the Wildcat, dump a bunch of passes to the running backs. They did it a different way. Oh, and by the way, played ferocious defense. They were third in the league that year in scoring defense. Now, part of that was because they, they slowed the game down a little bit. You run fewer offensive plays to kind of keep the game closer, give your defense a chance to make some plays. And they, they did that that year. They turned the football over like crazy. That doesn't mean they, you know, they could certainly take that same tactic this year. Um, they've got the ability to play that kind of football. I think the offensive line is going to be, certainly be better than it was a year ago. I think James Daniels is a huge upgrade. Might be one of the most underrated signings in this offseason. A 24-year-old improving offensive lineman. Made no sense. Still doesn't make any sense. Why Chicago let that guy go? I think he's going to be a big upgrade. I think he's going to be a, a, a fan favorite in Pittsburgh because of the way he plays the game. Uh, I just think that's going to be the case. Um I think we're just scratching the surface on what Najee Harris can be as a running back. I think he's going to see be have a big jump this year. Pat Fryermuth going to have a big jump this year in his production. I think we know what Deontay Johnson is. Pretty good wide receiver, but I think Chase Claypool can take a step forward. So the, there's a lot to like on the offensive side of this team, of the ball. George Pickens is going to add something, a different dynamic to it. Certainly different than what they had last year. 
in that third receiver spot. Remember, they didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster for most of the season last year. And they were getting the ball awfully quick. They were running offense, an offense that suited Ben Roethlisberger and what he was at that point in his career, which was a, a stationary quarterback. That's not what he was his whole career, but that's what he was at that point, uh, you know, in the 2021 season. Now they've added mobility as a factor at the quarterback position. And that's going to be huge, I think. I think it's going to be a, a major factor for this team. I think they're going to use that mobility as a weapon. If that converts two or three more first downs per game, that's huge. Less plays that your defense has to play. And that's, what, to me, the biggest problem with the Steelers' defense last year was that it got overexposed. It was on the field for way too many plays because the offense – just did too little too often. Too many three and outs, particularly in the first half of games. You can't continue to give opposing teams chance after chance after chance to solve your defense because sooner or later, every quarterback in the league is going to do that. They're going to figure it out. There's only so many defenses that you can run. There's only so many different things you can scheme up. There's only so many blitzes that you can, that you can run before you're running them again in a game. And again, and again, and teams start to pick those things up. So I think that's going to be a big factor for this team. I think the Steelers have a chance to really be a surprise team this year. But we'll see that in training camp. That's what training camp is all about, trying to build some of that. Um, you know, see what this offense looks like. We'll see what this defense looks like. Some things I'm really intrigued about with this defense, some battles that are going to take place um, and so we'll take a look at those when we come back. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm Dale Lally here on the Dale Lally Show on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. And, you know, if you look at this Steelers roster, there aren't as many roster battles or training camp battles that, that are going to take place this year, as you might think with a team that won nine football games last year and went to the playoffs, but it's had some turnover. I look at this roster and I think, well, the, the wide receiver – pecking order is kind of set except maybe who you know who's that number four or number five guy that's not a big deal and I, I think when you look at the offensive line there's really one spot open there that being at left guard you know there's going to be a battle between Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green and that's going to come down to do they want the power blocking of Dotson or do they want a guy like Green who's more mobile who can get out on the edge who's who's adept at pulling and doing those kind of things. And honestly, I think they're using green to kind of light a fire under Dotson to a large degree. Believe it or not, Kendrick Green has more career starts than Kevin Dotson, 15 to 14, even though Dotson's been around for an extra year. He only started 10 games last year and then missed the final two months of the season with a high ankle sprain. So 
you know, I, I think that's, that's certainly something that's going to be watched. I don't think that there's a battle at quarterback. Not for the starter anyways. I think the real battle at quarterback is going to be for the number two job. Is it going to be Mason Rudolph or is it going to be Kenny Pickett? Right now, I would give the nod to Mason Rudolph in that regard. And that's not a knock on Kenny Pickett. Mason Rudolph was, was in this offense last year. I think when, you, when you're picking number two, you want the guy who can step in and get you out of that football game, potentially with a win, who gives you a chance to win that particular game. Is that Kenny Pickett right now? I don't know that it is, but that's something that we're going to find out at training camp. That's something that they're going to take a look at. And they'll probably, all three of them, will get a chance to start a game. Wouldn't surprise me if Mason Rudolph starts the opener, or at least maybe Mitch Trubisky starts the opener and plays a couple of series and then gives way to Mason Rudolph, who then gives way to Kenny Pickett. And it continues with that pecking order in week two. Trubisky plays the whole first quarter, and maybe a little bit of the second quarter. Then Rudolph comes in, then Pickett. And then Pickett starts the final game just to give him a chance to show what he can do. Remember, they only have three preseason games this year. So, you know, that it, it kind of gets shrunk down a little bit of, of what you can do here. But they're also probably going to play that offensive line a little bit more than you typically would because they need that group to gel. That's going to be something else I'll be keeping an eye on here in this training camp. How long or how quickly can they get this offensive line unit to gel as a group with a couple of new faces there in, in, in Mason Cole at center and James Daniel at right guard? Defensively, things are pretty set. You're going to see Larry Ogunjobi, Tyson Alulu, Cameron Hayward as your top three defensive linemen. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are your starting outside linebackers. It's going to be Devin Bush and Miles Jack at inside linebacker. The one true battle here is how that secondary is going to shake out. And they've got a lot of options there. They signed Levi Wallace. They signed Akello Weather, re-signed Akello Weatherspoon in the offseason. Which one of those two guys starts opposite Cameron Sutton? Or do they start those two guys and just keep Sutton in the slot? That's an option as well. But they, they've got a lot of options at slot cornerback. Trey Norwood, Arthur Millette, in addition to Sutton. DeMonte KZ can play at the slot as well. The safety that they signed from the Cowboys. So they get some options there. And, you know, I know Wallace and Witherspoon are both outside cornerbacks. Um, but they've got more depth at that cornerback position than they've had in quite some time. And I think that's really going to come into play here because you can really play. Excuse me. Uh, they can really play a lot more dime this year if they so choose. You can go with a dime package that has Wallace, Edmonds, Fitzpatrick, Witherspoon, Sutton on the field with maybe a KZ in the, on the other side of the slot or Millette, however you want to do that. And that's a pretty good group. Could be Trey Norwood, but I think he kind of gets pushed aside this year a little bit by by the addition of uh, KZ. I think he's the one, not not Trey or Terrell Edmonds, who's going to maybe lose out with the addition of DeMonte KZ. But they've got a lot of options there on how they can use those guys. So much of that's going to depend on the pass rush. But, of course, the Steelers have led the league 
in sacks in each of the last five seasons. That's never been done twice in a row before. They've now done it five years in a row. Good bet that they're probably going to do it again this year. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Ogan Joby had seven sacks last year with Cincinnati. Chris Wormley had seven sacks last year with the Steelers. Tyson Lualu can rush the passer. Alex Highsmith is expected to take a jump forward here in year two. So the pass rush should be good. It's all about that back end holding up there, but they have so many options on that back end. I'm going to be fascinated to see how the, how the, the playing time breaks down in that secondary with so many good players, so many NFL caliber players in that secondary. Going to be something that's really interesting to watch. But all those guys are going to make the team. That's the thing. There aren't, there just aren't many true battles that are going to take place here. You're probably looking at the real battle taking place for maybe those last six spots on the roster. That's what this training camp is going to be all about. Figuring out who those guys are. And you can never, ever forget special teams play when it comes when when you're talking about that who can play who's who does well on teams and who doesn't because it's not when you're when you're talking about non-starters they better be able to play special teams they better be stars on special teams not just good players on special teams but be a standout that's the best way to make a, a roster the easiest way to make a roster in the nfl is to be really good on special teams so the Steelers got some some work cut out for them as they head to this training camp. But there's not much to be decided here. They are who they are. Who they are is pretty good. Now, that doesn't mean that injuries aren't going to affect that. Obviously, they're going to have some situations where injuries come up. But they also have $14 million in available salary cap space. People were asking, why don't they go out and run or sign a, a backup running back? Or why don't they go out and sign a backup outside linebacker or something? Whatever your, your, your choice is, another offensive tackle. If you spend that money now, you don't have it to spend later. So what happens if, for example, a Dan Moore goes down? But you've already spent that money on another outside linebacker and another running back. Now you're now you're in trouble. Now you can't make a move, a significant move, to replace that left tackle. It's going to be difficult, anyways. You're probably going to have to do that via a trade, but that player is going to cost you money. So you, you know the Steelers over the years have always, always, always. It's a Dan Rooney thing. Don't make a move until you have to make a move. That's why they're waiting, folks. That's why they're not doing anything with that $14 million. They will not go into the regular season with $14 million in available cap space. They will sign somebody, but there's no reason to do it now. Wait and see what you have with this roster, then make your move. So that's what they're waiting for here. Can't wait. Um, we'll be coming to you every day next week uh, as part of the new uh, improved package here of uh, broadcasts on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. But for now, that's going to do it for the Dale Lolly Show. Appreciate you listening. Uh, you can listen to all of our shows here on the network. We appreciate that. Like us, uh, give us a like, give us some co good comments or bad comments. You know, we, we like both. You know, we could give us a chance to uh, make improvements or adjustments. Um, but we do appreciate you listening to this edition of the Dale Lolly Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm Dale Lolly. Talk to you soon.